0: John the Viking Mauser here with the Get Stronger Die podcast. Today, my guest is a professional strongman Trey Mitchell. How are you doing today?
1: I'm good. How are you, man?
0: Oh, pretty good. Um, so, uh, professional strongman, tell us a little bit about that. Uh, how, how was your journey? journey to this point um can you tell us how you got started and, and when, what it's been like
1: mm, uh, got started an you know, amateur when I was a teenager back in 2012 yeah long long time took me 2017 <laughs> uh, Strawband corporation nationals I finally won my pro card and just been tearing it up
2: since then you know, I was Pro shows. <clears throat>
0: yeah. Um, so, 2012. What got you? What got you into strongman? How did you? Uh, how did you find it? And, and you know, get involved? <laughs> I just googled it. <laughs> it's just like
1: strongman strongman competitions, and found their their website, and you know, was able to find you know one in Houston. the... Metroflex competition they had every year the Metroflex Houston and I did the team division that first one.
2: <clears throat>
0: cool. So I assume you had been uh, doing some strength training or strongman training, um, you know, up to that point, or or did you kind of Google it, it and and then start training?
1: Yeah, I was in just football, you know, before this, yeah, before I got into strongman and. I didn't even have any equipment really, just like, you know, some cement blocks whatnot, not carry for the carries and stuff. And like I made my log, the log I still use right now when I was in shop class, still in high school.
0: <laughs> That's pretty cool. <laughs> so, so your first, um, shows, you didn't really have a lot of equipment to, um, <clears throat> to train with, um. So you were kind of yeah, just doing no. basic barbell stuff, or what kind of training were you doing at that point?
1: Like I, like I had like a little tractor tire, you know. I'd throw the cement blocks, you know, I would find on on it to weigh it down for like sled, like a sled pull and stuff like that. Yeah. So
2: not a whole lot of equipment, though. The log was my first one I made, and then I had that cow patty stone that I knew I needed an atlas stone, yeah.
1: so that was the first one I made, that lopsided thing.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, so I've noticed um, just from following you this past year uh, that um, a lot of your training is still pretty, pretty basic and, um, you know, really basic stuff. Squats, deadlifts, um, stones, things like that, <clears throat> um, and that seems to be working out for you pretty well. Um, do you think uh, you think that's like you know how to build a really good base is just with with your your basic standard stuff?
1: Yeah, you yeah. know, yeah. Like uh, I know there's a uh, Louis Simmons quote called like uh, he asks how how tall is a pyramid and he's like. That the pyramid is taller, as tall as its base, as wide as its base. You know, yeah. You keep building the base. You know, you can get the pyramid taller. You
0: <laughs> know, yeah, very cool. Um, and I've noticed too that you're not using a lot of um, a lot of the uh, assistance stuff in the training. Um, you know, I haven't seen any. Uh, I don't think I've seen any deadlift suits, uh, at least not in training, and I haven't seen. You seem to be one of the only guys that's doing um, tacky free stones. Can you tell us a little bit about that? What was that again? Um, I said you, you're not. Uh, a lot of your videos, you're not using a lot of assistance gear like deadlift suits, and um, you're not using tacky on your stones a lot of the time. Can you tell us a little bit about that?
1: Yeah, like I, I don't use a deadlift suit at all. You know, I don't have one, and then training the tacky you know it makes it harder to lift the stones obviously you know so but once you go in competition it's easier you know just basic as that you know like uh, when I started out I I was all I had was that one stone and then I graduated I got another stone it was a 380 still didn't have any tacky at the moment you know didn't think I needed it you know I I just uh you know thought I didn't need it. Just kept on training without it, and you know, I'm, hey, I'm doing pretty good in this. So, what's the point of getting tacky in a comp- In a training, you're just making a big mess for me. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and, you know. Yeah, that's one of the um, one of the downsides with uh, tacky is the the mess. I, I hate, I personally don't like using it at all in training because of that. Um, I, mean, I don't like doing it in competition either. It just gets everywhere, but if, if they allow it, you know, use it, but, uh, it's definitely not the, it's definitely not the, the cleanest and, uh, maybe the smartest <laughs> thing to use. Um, yeah. And I would say, um, stones is probably one of your better events, right? I mean. Um, you're usually you usually kill those stone events, yeah. So that's definitely obviously paying off for you to uh, to train it that way. <clears throat> um, I think that that goes back to a lot of, uh, you know, Louis Simmons talking about him when he was training, uh, like Dave Tate and those guys. Um, that would have been back in what the '90s, I think. Um, you know they've all said that, that they trained the barbell lifts the squat bench and deadlift uh raw throughout their training and then they they wouldn't put their suits on or anything until the meet day and um the reason being then it just made it easier when when you got there to put it on i think that's a pretty good way to look at it um guys like donnie thompson do similar stuff uh, he's always talking about making things more difficult and then um I think it also decreases the amount of weight you can use uh, in training, which which generally means you can recover from it faster. Um, I think that's a big benefit as well. Would you agree with that?
1: Yeah. You know, you're not taxing your CNS and everything, lifting the heavy weights all the time.
0: <clears throat> yeah, I think especially when you get as strong as, as the pros, you know, when somebody's on your level and you can move that much weight, it's it's almost better to do things to prevent that from happening, so that you can recover from it. You know, if if you if you have a eight nine hundred pound deadlift and you're really doing everything you can to add more pounds to the bar, it's going to take probably more than a week to recover from something like that. Yeah. <clears throat> and uh, and then of course, you know, if you deadlift. Crazy heavy 800 pounds or so that's going to affect your lifts for the rest of the week as well. It doesn't just affect your deadlift, you know. Yeah,
1: I can, <clears throat> I can tell even when I'm not uh, doing max but doing like heavy, you know, triples and stuff like that. The, if it's a PR triple, I can tell the rest
0: of the week is gonna suck. <clears throat> yeah, I think I think that's one of the things that's often overlooked, um, especially uh, you know, from the amateurs and stuff, cause they're not moving as much weight and, and, and they haven't experienced that yet. I think, um, once you've experienced that sort of thing, it kind of, uh, it's an eye opener, you know, and you, you'll have to adapt to it. But, um, on your way to that point, I think sometimes that's often overlooked. Yeah. Um, have you, have you, uh, changed your training at all from, um, you know, from then and now, from the time that, that you were uh, an amateur until now, are there any big uh, eye opening moments that you've had that, and you've really kind of changed what you were doing?
1: Yeah, you know, I've done my own programming since uh, I started out just all by myself, figuring out on my own, studying everything. Like, it's definitely a big change from the beginning to now. You know, like first. Uh, when I first started out, I was just, like, work out maybe in the gym three times a week, you know, and in between I would do whatever ever I could simulate, you know, strongman in between those days. But now pretty much uh, four days straight in the gym and two strongman days on Friday and Saturday, you know, don't do a whole lot each day, just maybe two or three movements on the shaman days and get out of the gym. But yeah,
2: it's definitely changed from when I was amateur to now. <clears throat> Very
0: cool. I, I've noticed um, too that one thing that you do that a lot of other <clears throat> people aren't doing are um, like uh, isometric training. I noticed with, with the deadlift that you were doing uh, isometric pulls against the pins. Can you tell us a little bit about that and how how you um, how you came across that style of training? Yeah, like uh, I got that
1: from uh, Josh Bryant from uh, Jailhouse Strong. Mm-hmm. He uh, he does those a lot with uh, bench press and deadlifts. You know, like my deadlift uh, lockout right there at the knees really sucks. That's my sticking point. So I always try and figure stuff out to increase it trying to get past that point and the isometric is what i found to help me the most i've done it the longest for deadlifts i've been doing it did it a couple of times for my shoulder presses and everything i haven't tried it consistently enough to see any improvement on it though But yeah, the asymmetric deadlifts, I feel like, is helping me a whole lot. It's increased my deadlift the most It's just a short amount of time.
0: <coughs> cool. Well, without giving away any secrets, um, how often do you, do you do that? How do you kind of incorporate that in?
1: Yeah, I do them every other week on the light weeks uh, between sets of
0: normal deadlifts okay so you kind of do an alternating um heavy week and light week kind of thing with your deadlifts yeah that's cool um and then um so the the isometrics would actually be the primary movement on a light deadlift day
1: yeah pretty much uh, superset it with uh, normal
2: deadlifts <clears throat>
0: and uh, do you have any kind of uh Recommendation for how much weight to to actually have loaded on the bar when you're pulling into the pins.
1: It doesn't really matter, but I do about fifty percent of my max.
0: Okay, do you think it? Uh, you think it makes a difference if if you have like, should you have weight on the bar, or or would an empty bar work just as well, or? Yeah, it doesn't really matter.
1: Okay. Just like the, you know, the speed from the ground, you know, to work on that. The real goal is to work on pulling the bar through the sticking point.
2: Mm -hmm. Where the pin is, it should be right at your sticking point or a little bit below. Yeah.
0: Cool. Um, And have you tried that with, uh, you said you did that with overhead press and deadlift. Have you tried it with anything else?
2: No,
0: not yet. Okay, <clears throat> that's pretty cool. You don't see a lot of um, a lot of people um, in in competitive strongman doing isometrics. That's why I was uh, asking about it. But it used to be um, really popular. I've seen uh, Brian
1: Shaw doing before.
0: Yeah, I, I've seen a few people, but it's not something that uh, is really really common. Um, yeah, but it used to be at one point. Um, you know, the old time strongmen used to do isometrics. Uh, you know, all the time and primarily. <clears throat>
2: um,
0: are there any other uh, tactics you're using that um, that you, that you feel that other people aren't? Some anything you're doing to get an edge over over the competitors?
1: Like I don't study a whole lot of other people's. You know, training that closely, so I wouldn't know. <laughs>
0: uh, what about uh, grip grip training? Grip training? Oh, I've been sucking at that lately. Like, since it got really heavy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. What like are I, What are some things you normally do for your for your grip? Do you do exclusive grip training, or do you kind of just get that from your other uh, your other training?
1: I do a whole lot of stuff without straps, a lot of pull-ups and stuff like that to work on my grip, and I'll do the farmer's walk frame carries. I got a buddy. He sent me some uh, grip training, Clint Moneymaker. He
2: sent me some pinch blocks, you know, for loading pins. I've been doing that a lot lately, but as far as
1: just carrying the frame and farm that's all i've been trying to get higher but what i've been doing lately on my heavy and light weeks the light ones i would carry it maybe 120 feet or more Mm -hmm. you know for time under tension trying to just hold it slow walks and on the you know heavy weeks go heavy trying to do it multiple times
0: cool so is that a is that an average distance that you're carrying stuff's about 120 feet
1: yeah for the light weeks okay. yeah, for the heavy weeks is just uh, 60 or so
0: okay that's still that's still a decent haul I know a lot of people um, are doing way way under 60 when they're doing uh, heavy days but like you said I think I think time under tension is something that uh, that is often overlooked <clears throat> Um you know, I see a lot in the amateurs anyway I see a lot of people will do like a yoke and will uh, load it up and stumble like maybe 10 feet with it and you know I don't yeah. think I don't think you get much out of that
1: yes always starting out I've never wanted to drop the you know the yoke or the frame under you know just don't want to drop it That's, you don't want to
0: drop it in a competition why would you want to do it in a training right yeah, I think that's a good policy. Um, so on the on the light days, do you ever focus on just uh, like speed, like the speed of the, the lift? Do you ever time how long it takes or anything like that? I don't really have uh, all the equipment. <laughs> like my... Like I, I'm always afraid of breaking my phone or something.
1: <laughs> you know, putting it in my pocket, falls out. Yeah. But, uh, I never... I just try and... Like the lights, take us slow, not too fast, and just hold on to the weight.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Cool. <clears throat> um. So, what's your next? Uh, what's the next competition for you? I don't have
1: any plan, Just uh, until April to wallstrom's Strong's man. Don't have anything in between then.
0: Cool. So that's a that's a but good. You- uh a good long period of time to, to prepare for that then. Yeah. I don't, I just don't have anything
2: planned at the moment between now and then.
0: Cool. Uh, So, so tell us about that. How, what do you have uh, planned as far as training goes um, for that? Are you, are are you kind of like in a lighter phase right now and you're just going to kind of ramp it up or what are your ideas there? Like, the way I set up my training, this is pretty much, you know, the light and heavy weeks, you know, alternating between that. I can
1: usually just keep that going as long as I want. Yeah. Uh, I recover on the light weeks, you know. It's more of a or perfect training, you know. Reps, you know, says I can recover fast from those. and the heavy weeks, you know, I recover after that was the light weeks.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So, I keep that going as long pretty much as long as I want I add a little weight each week you know and you know when I think it's too when I it's heavy I just you know back off you know do it again
2: <clears throat>
0: yeah um I'm, so are you kind of doing like a it, max effort sort of uh like a west side sort of template for the heavy weeks then with with your main lifts yeah mm. just a the heavy
1: weeks slowly, you know, progressive overload and the light weeks, you know, I add a little weight to the light weeks each week, each time, but not as much as the heavy weeks.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. I think, um, a lot of the, you see a lot of guys do, uh, hypertrophy work now. I think it's becoming a lot more popular. Um, and it makes a lot of sense. Um, if you look at any of the, you know, the top people, they, they did a lot of hypertrophy work. Bill Kazmaier, um, did a lot of high rep sets, uh, especially with his assistance work and stuff. Um, even, even power lifters like Donnie Thompson and Westside side and, and all them, they, they do a lot of, you know, five sets of 10 or four sets of 15 kind of stuff. Um, especially with their assistance work. And I think, like you said, it helps with recovery. Um, and uh and it's really great for working on you know smaller muscle groups and stuff as well yeah <clears throat> um so what's your uh what's your favorite event <laughs> <laughs> in any any particular uh you know like to just to loading or do you like to do it over a bar or you like to take it to the shoulder what it what's your absolute favorite
1: over bar, I pretty much like, uh, you know, a lot of repetitions. That's, I think that's fun. Kind of kill myself doing it, but uh, <laughs> other than that, uh, I would say deadlifts, like
0: car deadlifts. I love car deadlifts. That's oh, yeah. a fun event. Yeah, and yeah, you, know, you do you do pretty well at those too, right? I Good. Yeah, traditionally uh, I think you do pretty pretty well at those, and uh, and you don't have a car deadlift apparatus, is that right? Yeah, I don't. Yeah, so <clears throat> yeah, so that's just a, that's a brute strength event for you, and you're doing pretty damn well at it, so that's good. Uh, yeah. what about uh, what about pressing events? What? What about uh, pressing what pressing events? Press events. Uh, I'm good at those too. Yeah. What's uh? What's like, your favorite? I, I used
1: to suck at the log press. Like a did a my first year. I did the teen nationals. It was a two fifty log. Got like three reps. No.
0: <laughs> what's uh? What's your favorite thing to press?
1: I sucked at the circus dumbbell until I got a loadable one last year.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: So you like those now?
1: Uh, yeah. It helped me a whole lot because the before that I had the Slater made
2: dumbbell, yeah. which
1: I couldn't change the weights on
2: as easily. Yeah. Know? It's a uh, shot loaded. But now that I have
1: a circus dumbbell that's plate loadable, it's a lot, I can change the weights a lot quicker, you know, Work on the
2: technique one time, go a little heavier, and the other
0: time. Cool. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah circus dumbbells a um, a tricky event. Um, you know, there's there's different shapes, different. They're all different, <clears throat> and then um, you know, some people do that, like where they stick it on their face and kind of <laughs> launch it up and flick it up. It's <laughs> it's not even really a, a press at that point. Um, yeah, so it's it's a tricky uh, a tricky event I think for a lot of people. Um, so it definitely helps to have one of those uh, handy. <clears throat> you know, uh, you can make up for a lot of other presses just with, uh, you know, brute strength. Even if you didn't have a log, you know, you can you can do fairly well with a log not having one. But the the circus dumbbell can be tricky. Uh, have you had the chance to press a Mauser block yet? No, not yet. Well, we need to change that. We need to get get you uh, get you on a Mauser block and see what you can do. Yeah, yeah that would be cool. <laughs> <clears throat> so, tell us about the the team event. Um, that's something a lot of people haven't have never done a team event, and um, uh, yeah, I'd just be interested to hear your take on on that. How was your experience with um, yeah,
1: it? Yeah, I enjoyed it a whole lot. Um, it was both me and uh, Martine Lisa's uh, first time to do the team event. Yeah. You know, you know, it was cool, you know, the, the log uh, press, the two-man log press, that was crazy. But it was fun. <laughs> we we enjoyed it. We Like, between each, uh, each lift, we were, you know, going back and forth, like how to improve it and make it, you know, more in sync and everything. Just, you know. That team membership.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Um, Was the show, the show ran pretty well? Pretty well organized?
1: Yeah, it, it ran really well. Uh,
0: I had a whole lot of fun. Cool. And uh, where where was that one?
1: It was uh, Stuck-on-Trent, England. It was right outside of Manchester.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Had you been, had you been over there before to, uh, England?
1: No, this was my first time.
0: That's cool. Second
1: time out of the country.
0: Cool. <laughs> That's fun. <clears throat> um, <clears throat> so, uh, you have, uh, worlds in April, right? Um, yeah. And Somewhere then... in
1: there, April, May. And they then... never announced it soon enough.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, they just televised um, this past one, right? Wasn't that just on TV? Yeah,
1: that was just on TV. Um, It happens in April, and they just, you know, takes so so long to
0: air it. (laughs) Yeah, I know that's one of the big gripes. It takes forever. (laughs) Everybody knows who won, you know, before they show it. Did they just take so (laughs) long? Uh, Do you have anything um, lined up after that that you're aware of?
1: No,
0: uh, not yet. <clears throat> cool.
1: Right now, I just focus on getting better for World's Strongest
0: Man. Um, so you won. Uh, you you got your pro card at uh, Strongman Corporation Nationals. Is that yeah, right? In yeah.
1: In Las Vegas.
0: Yeah, and uh, did you do show? Have you done shows for any of the other uh, amateur organizations, USS Strongman, or any of those?
1: I did one for USS uh, in January okay in a uh, first place qualified you uh, for the Arnold Australia oh okay and cool I got first place in that one nice
0: <clears throat>
1: went over to Australia for the Arnold there
0: yeah I remember seeing you you were down there I didn't know how you had uh I didn't know that you qualified at a USS show that's pretty cool so that was your first yeah. time out of the country then yeah yeah. How, how was uh, how was the show's run in Australia? I know that um, they kind of came out of nowhere with Strongman. You hadn't, didn't really hear a lot about um, it being down there and available, and then all of a sudden there was all these um, Australian strongmen and women coming to the U.S., and, and they were actually doing USS shows, and it kind of seems like it's just really blown up down there. Yeah, like, uh, I was talking to this one guy at the –
1: Games just a couple of weeks ago he, from Australia, he's saying that it's really competitive, like you have to qualify here to just to go to here you know, and it's a lot of people just going to one show to
2: try and qualify for nationals or whatever over there. Yeah,
0: I think it, it, it kind of exploded real quick. Um, I'd like to talk to somebody from over there and just see how, how that all took place because like I said, you didn't really hear anything about it, and now it's they got that's really big. So that that's pretty cool, though. Um, I think we'll probably see that happening in other uh, other areas too soon, hopefully. Yeah. Mm. <clears throat> so tell us about the uh, the strongman games. How was that? Sucked so for me. <laughs> <laughs> like
1: I was dehydrated, and malnourished. Like I didn't perform as well as I should have. Disappointed
0: myself mostly. Uh, so that was that was just a couple of weeks ago, right?
1: Yeah, it was December eighth.
0: Yeah, in um, uh, North Carolina.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um <clears throat> Yeah, how far from uh, where you're at is that?
1: It's a long drive. We flew. It was yeah. a Three and a half hour flight.
0: Oh, okay.
1: Yeah, Texas, you know. Cool. Um, Houston, Texas.
0: Did uh, the training go pretty well for that, or was it was, was it more of a kind of just a, the travel and stuff kind of got got you? Or? Yeah, it
1: was like training went well. It was travel. Mm-hmm.
0: Cool. Uh, what did you end up uh, placing there?
1: Fifth. Time for fifth was uh, Jacob Fincher.
0: Okay. Cool. And uh, what were what were the events there? I, I know they had um, the stones were the final event, right? They had a stone yeah. event.
2: Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, the first event was a deadlift ladder. The heavyweights uh, weight uh, we had a six seventy five, a seven sixty five, eight fifteen, and a eight
0: fifty five deadlift. And uh, was the last one for reps, or was it just one and done? One and done. Okay, so that so they just did it for speed. If if somebody did all that, yeah, I think there was only two that got the 855. <clears throat> cool. Cool. Uh, what kind of did they use the deadlift bars for that?
1: The first one they had a power bar, like I think it was a Titan bar straight out of the box. And oh yeah. The, <laughs> yeah, the three, the last three were deadlift bars okay. for all of them.
0: Cool. And then, um, was the second event that that crazy wheelbarrow medley? Mm, that wasn't the second event. I think that was uh, the
2: fourth event. Okay, like third on day two. Like they only had one event. The Daily Flatter on one on the first day. Okay. And then the and then Saturday
1: they had the, what was it, The sandbag toss, and then the. Press Medley, and then they had that wheelbarrow on day two.
0: I I seen a lot of people had trouble with the sandbag toss. How how did that event go for you? I got the first three bags easy, and then
1: the the, the fourth one was a fifty five pounds. Took me like three times, three attempts
2: to get it over. Okay. Like it was kind of loose. Like they didn't pack it really well. Yeah. So. I think
0: that might have done something, but you know other people did it easy, and so I'm not complaining about that <laughs> um was that that was' a uh, was that an event you was able to train for, or did you kind of just wing it?
1: Just wing it I had a kettlebell that a uh, little eighty pound kettlebell that i you know would toss over my head yeah, that's all i would, uh, had
0: to throw over <laughs> that's cool <laughs> throw i I'm actually a big fan of the throwing um well, let me say, the throwing events that don't involve a lot of uh, technique. I like, th- I like throwing stuff, so those are always cool, and they're fun to watch, too. Um, yeah, I like the, ke- uh, the keg throws and things like that. Yeah, yeah, those are awesome, yeah. Um, so what was after the, the bag toss?
1: The pressed medley. We had an axle and a log, circus dumbbell, and a keg.
0: Okay. Uh, do you remember the weights for this, for for your division? Three fifty for
1: the for both the axle and the log. Two twenty for the dumbbell. It was supposed to be like a three hundred k, but everybody's saying it was lighter. Yeah. It felt light, just kind of awkward.
0: <clears throat> um, which uh, which circus dumbbell was it? Do you remember what brand it was?
1: Yeah, it was a. Uh, Power center the Mike
0: Bartos uh, power center keg and dumbbell. Oh yeah, that that uh, Bartos dumbbell is tough. <laughs> that thing's a monster.
1: Doesn't sit on your shoulder at all.
0: No, it is a it is a very very tough um, dumbbell. I love the way it looks though. It's it's probably probably mm-hmm. the best looking circus dumbbell. But man, it is tough. <laughs> <clears throat> um, how did you fare in that one? I didn't catch
1: a time. I think it was like 40 seconds yeah, or so. The, you, other, the other guys, they flew through. It's just through everything over their heads, like one motion, the log, the kegs and everything. Like, I didn't do that. It wasn't that strong.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, I th- I th- it's tough sometimes when, when it's a, a speed event. You know, when when people are just running through it, that makes it tough. Yeah. Um, then uh, after the pressing event, that must have been the the wheelbarrow medley, then, right?
1: Yeah, the wheelbarrow medley. We had weights on the wheelbarrow, but like a couple of forty fives, and we had a what was it? The the K was I think three thirty. The. Housa felt we had to load in there was like 330, and the sandbag was 320. We all had to load that in and push it across the line.
0: How was that? That wheelbarrow looked pretty cool. <laughs> it looked cool and everything.
1: Like, I knocked over my Housa felt, so that sucked. <laughs> like, I dropped it. I, I dropped the wheelbarrow like maybe five feet or so before the who's felt it kept sliding
0: into the who's felt knocked it over. Oh, uh, so then you had to pick it up from laying on the ground. Yeah, falling down. Oh, on yeah. The yeah, that's that's rough. <laughs> what was the what was the weight of the felt do you remember?
1: Like three three.
0: Yeah, that's that's not fun to pick up laying down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Man, uh, <clears throat> uh and then the after that was the was that the stone event that was the final event
1: no we had a on day three it was a three-day event and that was the wheelbarrow was the end of the uh, day two and day three was a uh, yoke and sandbag medley oh okay and then the stones i think sandbag, uh
0: I, th- I think I remember seeing you training for that event—the so the yoke and the sandbag. Yeah, yeah. That's um. I've trained it a couple of times. What was the uh, good training, you know. what was the competition weights for that for the yoke and the bag? Nine twenty yoke
1: and a three twenty sandbag.
0: <laughs> so that that's a pretty that's a decently heavy event. <laughs> yeah, decently heavy. Yeah. Um, so, t- tell me about training. Training the yoke. Um, do you typically train yoke pretty heavy, or do you keep that one light, or, or what what do you do when you're training yoke?
1: It's normally lighter than like a. I don't get that heavy that often. Usually, okay. just a if it's a heavy competition, uh, get close to it or heavy. Heavier than it, maybe once or twice before the competition.
0: Cool. Did you go over? Did you go nine hundred or more in training leading up to this?
1: Yeah, I did. Uh, I think I might have been, just did like nine forty, you know, twenty pounds heavier. Just easy loading the weights. I got a couple of hundred pound plates mm-hmm. and uh, just loaded the. 45s, five didn't, you know, bother carrying now. Twenties
0: <laughs> and and you took that for uh, yeah. sixty feet or so.
1: Yeah, okay. sixty feet. And I did it a couple of times, you know, that weight. And like I have a three hundred pound sandbag now, but didn't did try and load it up heavier than that.
0: Yeah, yeah. Sand sandbags are tough too. Three a three hundred pound bags, no joke. That's that's pretty legit. That's a tough, uh, tough thing to mess with. Yeah. <clears throat> um, so after the yoke event, um, that was on day three. Uh, what was after that?
1: It was the final event, the stones.
0: Okay, and uh, t- tell us about the stone event. That was uh, that was a multiple stone series. Is that right?
1: Yeah, six stones. I think our class was three three
0: hundred up to four twenty. Yeah, and uh, that these were you were allowed to use tacky on these. Yeah, yeah. Uh, how many guys finished the series at this one? Do you remember? Yeah, uh, just me. Oh, nice. Yeah. <laughs> there you go.
1: Yeah, the those stones. No one ever touched those stones since they were made last year. You know, they was. I asked uh, Lynn, the promoter, "He, what's the size of those stones, it, because I, I was wondering, they were pretty big last year. Yeah. They're 22-inch molds. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, pretty big.
0: Cool. So you were the only one to finish the um, that stone series. Yeah. That's cool.
1: <clears throat> yeah, so that... The that... highlight of the competition for me.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, that's awesome, man. Um You know, Stones is, uh, uh, you know, at one point, and probably at least still in my opinion, is the the premier Strongman event, so. um,
1: Yeah, whenever I'm talking to people, like, they ask me, what do you do? And, like, uh, I do Strongman. You know, those guys that pull fire trucks and pick up those boulders? Yeah. Uh, Like, they
2: know that. Yeah, yeah.
0: (laughs) Yep, yeah. Usually whenever uh, somebody asks me, Talking to somebody and, and I tell them something about strong man, they always think it's the tough man. <laughs> was, no, it's not boxing. It's picking up. then <laughs> they're like, "Oh yeah, I've seen that on TV." <laughs> yeah, that's cool. <clears throat> um, so you've done your own training from from the beginning. You've you've never had a uh, a coach or anything.
1: No, that's cool. Mostly, you know reading magazines, fitness magazines, and everything online, getting the ideas of how to train in different.
0: So, so did you have a pretty good um, strength and conditioning coach when you were doing football? Nah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay.
1: <laughs> I mean, i tell you a story. Uh, well, I didn't do powerlifting in high school because – the powerlifting coach there, he, uh, I was doing a rack lockouts for squats, you know, where you set it on the pit, low pins mm-hmm. and get them to squat it out. Yeah. I had a, uh, like five eighty five on the bar and I was resting the guy. I don't know. I was just sitting down, resting between sets. I don't know where I hear like, take the weight off the bar. Like, turn around you know like what's going on and the guy's running over like take the weight off the bar like okay everything just wondering what's going on like he's over on the other side ripping plates off like i don't pay four hundred dollars a bar for you to be playing around
2: like i wasn't playing around coach i was working out yeah you know And he's like, "Don't you back talk to me? I'll kick you out of this gym." I'm like, okay,
0: never mind. I'm not going to work out for you. Not be your pa- not work out for the powerlifting team. Yeah, that's crazy. But uh, so he didn't know yeah. he didn't know what rack squats were then. Obviously,
2: yeah, yeah. <laughs> didn't know much about you, anything.
0: Yeah. Oh, that's wild. <laughs> wow. So, so you really have kind of been. Um, Doing your own strength training even through that point, then. Yeah.
1: yeah, like I mean, I got to work out in football, so that yeah. was good.
0: Yeah, that's cool. Did they have a structured um, structured workouts for you in football, or, or did they just kind of give you an open weight room? Or
1: yeah, we had structured. We worked out as a team and everything.
0: That's cool. Um, do you think? Uh,
1: yeah, like. Do you think football like, after school whatnot was whatever you wanted to do
0: (laughs) yeah do you think uh you know football has helped out with uh strongman you think there's been a carryover to any of the events or anything
1: yeah like uh, it's my speed and agility it helped a whole lot Yeah, conditioning like i I usually don't die
0: after you know an event most of the guys i think they're gonna kill over (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah what do you what do you weigh
1: um, last time I weighed myself, I was
0: three forty. Three forty, but I don't yeah. weigh myself that often. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. A lot of those guys, man. I always feel bad when at worlds because they they'll like as soon as somebody comes off the event, they'll stick the mic in their face, <laughs> and they're just <sighs> <laughs> yeah.
1: trying to get a sentence out. Yeah,
0: it's like man, give give the guy at least thirty seconds. <laughs> Have they done that to you yet? Have you (laughs) come off the field and got interviewed yet?
1: I don't think I did that they did that to me at uh, Arnold, Australia. I did get a couple of mic interviews for the audience. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, they did do that. Uh, I did the Giants Live North America and... They gave me some time in between, but I still can, like, you know, condescend, yeah. you know, what's going to happen, what I need to say.
0: Maybe you should uh, you should add that into your training.
1: Yeah, <laughs> do some mic talks uh, between sets. Yeah, to set up
0: a mic and practice. <laughs>
1: <laughs> need, a, need a partner to hold up some cue cards.
0: Yeah. yeah, that might be the best thing to do because I know, man, sometimes. Especially like after uh they'll do those truck pulls or uh oh, yeah. the, the one year they did the plane and they had they were interviewing people, they do they couldn't say anything, you know. That <laughs> was pretty crazy. <clears throat> so uh see so you said you weigh about three forty and your conditioning's pretty good from from football and the speed and agility and stuff. Um what about, uh, have you done any um, like the man versus man moss wrestling or uh, sumo wrestling or anything like that at any events?
1: No, not yet.
0: Uh, what are your thoughts on those?
1: They're interesting and everything. I just uh, like the moss wrestling, I think that would be something that wouldn't be in strong men. Like I don't hate it. It's just not really strong man to me.
0: Okay. Uh, what about like, uh, you know, sumo wrestling? They used to do that back in Kaz heyday.
1: <laughs> That's just like a TV event, I think. Something for the audience.
0: With a football background, I think you'd, you'd probably do pretty well.
1: Yeah, it'd be fun. <clears throat>
0: Uh, and then um, there's like a, have you seen the pole push event?
1: The pole push where you, two guys on ropes trying to push each other out of a ring.
0: Yeah, it's like a giant stick or a board, and they use it. It's, it's similar to sumo wrestling, but they got a stick.
1: Oh, yeah.
0: Yeah. I see a couple. They had the, um, I think it was the, they had the pole push world championships at the Arnold in Columbus this past year. It was part of the, uh, the uh, Scottish Highland Games event. Yeah. But uh, they do it in strongman sometimes.
1: Yeah, every once
0: in What about arm wrestling? Have you tried any of that?
1: A couple of times. Uh, not in strongman. Uh, we had this one in a town up north of me just a few minutes north we they had a little local arm wrestling tournament the prize money was a thousand dollars yeah yeah well this guy pro arm wrestler showed up fifth he said he was the ranked fifth in the nation
0: okay showed up and you know we they set up
1: as like a tournament style so if you get beat you're out well i had to go up against him first uh nearly ripped my arm off
0: yeah (laughs) yeah there's there's that was my last uh arm
1: wrestling
0: (laughs) yeah there's a little bit of technique to it i've been i've actually been playing around with it um you know it's uh once you figure it out your strength comes into play but uh, but you kind of have to figure it out first. <laughs> so, yeah, those guys that are real good at it, yeah, you gotta you gotta get figure it out and then just be stronger than them. But um, yeah. it takes it takes a little bit of practice. It's not something you can you can uh, learn in a weekend. You know, you got to put some uh, practice yeah. in. It. And uh, I think it's probably of the of the one on one or or man versus man events. I think it's probably the most complex, um, you know, Moss wrestling, uh, there's some strategy to it, but I was talking to Martins and, uh, Martins had won worlds in that. Uh, and he said he could teach somebody to do it in a weekend. Um, yeah. you know, there's a decent amount of strategy to it, but it's, it's, you can figure it out, but arm wrestling definitely takes some practice and time, you know, Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Um. <clears throat> so, uh, worlds in April, and then you're not sure. After that, are you going to try to go? You think you're going to try to go back to Australia or anything like that? Is that one of your goals? Well, Australia, their
1: their competition. In Australia, Arnold is in March. Okay. So yeah, and there was a competition for in you know, a USS competition that would. They're doing on that would qualify. The first place qualifies for Arnold Brazil. Okay. Where Brazil, Arnold Brazil is like the beginning of April, so that wouldn't mm. be smart to do right before World's strongest man. Right. <sighs>
0: cool. And uh, where is, where's World's at this year? Or, or I guess. They next haven't year. told us. No. <laughs> no.
1: Like a. Uh, Giants right, live uh, North America at the rules meeting. The guy, calling, he was a. Uh, All right, we're deciding between three places. They didn't even tell us which ones.
0: <laughs> they said three places and then didn't tell you what three places. <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah, but they like to keep things a surprise. Yeah.
0: That's funny. <laughs> <clears throat> um. So. Uh, <clears throat> You said earlier you don't have a lot of the uh, the implements and you haven't had a lot of the training implements. You've just kind of been getting those as you've been going. Um, so how important do you think it is for, you know, and obviously there's exceptions, right? So, some events definitely require some experience, but how important do you think it is to have the implements, you know, for people out there that are listening to this? Because um, I know that's one of the big worries, right? People say, "Well, I want to do strongman, but I don't have any of this stuff." Um, how important do you think that is?
1: Well, uh, it kind of depends. Like, if you're an amateur, you don't need the implements. You don't need a whole lot of the implements. You can get by with like pretty much the basics. But uh, like, if you're trying to get to higher level, you're gonna need closer and closer to the implements. Like talking to Mike Bartos, I love talking to him whenever we meet up at competitions. Even like talking to him, I don't have any of his implements, and he's we've been using them for most of his most of the high level competitions. Yeah, he's like he's just like strong is strong, no matter you don't the implements don't really matter. Right, strong is gonna be strong, no matter what the implement is. Like seeing people that complain about his equipment. <laughs> yeah, well, that, that's like, uh. His lock sucks, this and that. Like, yes. Eh, okay.
0: Well, that, that's um, that's kind of what I was getting at. I see uh, I follow a lot of different um, <clears throat> forums and groups online and stuff, and and this is this is all amateurs. The you, you, the pros don't complain about this stuff, but the uh, the amateurs are always crying about something and uh, for for instance um nationals <clears throat> last year 2017 i think they had uh, that's when the the bartos log was under fire everybody was you know whining about the bartos log and i guess the I, I never even noticed we have one at the uh the gym and i never even noticed this this will tell you how insignificant it is <laughs> but the handles are uh like an inch wider on each side than like most other logs and, yeah, and, and people were people were throwing a fit about it I mean like going nuts over an inch <laughs> yeah. you know, and I remember specifically one guy said if you don't have a Bartos log you might as well not even show up because you're going to zero <laughs> <laughs> and I'm thinking well, I'm thinking it's an inch <laughs> you know? yeah look well, my log's a piece
1: of crap. I, the the welder he sucks. You know, <laughs> like the the hand. Like I wasn't paying attention when I welded the handles. They're slightly tilted. Like not they're not perfectly, you know, parallel. They're once once tilted the an angle. You know, like the, the loading pins. You know, they're they're about to fall off. I'm betting. <laughs> you know? But yeah. That's a, That's the log I have. You know? Yeah. I haven't invested in a new one yet. And like talking about you said the nationals last year. That's I won that event. You know <laughs> with seven reds.
2: Yeah.
0: There you go. Well, you know. <laughs> I didn't see you on the forums complaining. So there's probably a good there's you know <laughs> but there's a correlation <laughs> there. I think. Um, <clears throat> yeah. You see that all the time. Uh, I. They were they were doing it this year too. I can't remember. I can't remember what the event was. They were they were complaining about one of the events this year, and <clears throat> it's
1: just. probably uh, probably that uh, axle handle deadlift was his new uh, split.
0: Oh yeah, yeah.
1: I'm that I've seen some like that.
0: Yeah. Then they. Uh, oh yeah. They they were they were all saying it was a, a grip. Grip heavy nationals, and it was so grip heavy. and, oh, yeah. and it was like, and I'm a grip guy, like, I, I do grip competitions. Um, but but to me, um, you know, they said you couldn't use straps on something. Well, that doesn't make it a grip event, you know what I mean? Like, just because you can't use straps, I don't think that makes it a grip event. Um, now if it's if it's got a thicker handle and you can't use a strap, then it, you got an argument. Um, yeah. but some of the stuff was uh it was the um they had the frame I think the frame deadlift had the thicker handle, but the frame carry yeah. on the carry they used the regular size handle. So I don't think on the carry that's not really a grip event because the handle's small and it, it was fairly uh uh grainy. So you could yeah. you know, it wasn't like it wasn't like an Apollon's axle that's, you know, so smooth. I just can't, I just don't understand how it was g- grip heavy, you know. Um, but I think grip has been pushed out of strongman so much that um, it's it's neglected by a lot of people. So it, it may have been a grip event for some people, but I don't think overall that it was a uh, grip event. <clears throat> but yeah, I think that's one of the big things. And then people see that stuff. You know, people are on these forums and they talk about this stuff. And all you need this implement, and you need that implement, <clears throat> and that's where a lot of people are going to get into the sport. You know, they're looking at these these groups online and these forums, and they see this stuff, and then they get um, they get kind of scared. Like, well, I don't know if I don't have <clears throat> every single implement to train with, can I really do this? <clears throat> but I, I'm with you. I think strong is strong, and um, you know, if you're pr- if you have something to press over your head, <laughs> you know <laughs> that, that you can load you're going to do all right in a pressing event, you know, if you're good at it. And as long as you have a bar to deadlift with, you know, you don't need the exact bar in competition or anything like that. I yeah. think you can, you can, uh, go and do well, you know, I mean, just, I mean, you're living proof, right? You won the, the Bartos log without having the Bartos log, you know, <laughs> and, and, uh, you won the stone events at the strongman game, uh, official strongman games, Uh, and didn't train with tacky right I mean
1: yeah no tacky
0: you don't have to do the exact the exact thing and I just I'm not sure where this comes from um where why people think this you know especially back in the heyday they wouldn't even announce nobody even knew the events till you got there you know people weren't zero in every get you know get a
1: month of events three months in advance they They'll complain. Uh, yeah, yeah. Like uh, my second competition, uh, I saw the events and everything. You know, training for them. Well, turns out, like you remember the old form on uh, Sawman corporation, like the old uh, form. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, they changed the the one of the events to this a squat. Okay, do not know that. They, said they had it on the forum, but I didn't... That was my second competition. Didn't know about the forum at the time. Okay. But, yeah. Yeah. So, what so are you, you going to do? They, say, they put a label underneath, underneath you know, disclaimer, fits my change. Yeah. You
0: know? So you showed up and they were like, hey, you're squatting today. <laughs>
1: yeah. I was like, okay. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and and yeah. how... Well, how did you end up doing on the, on the squat? It
1: was... The starting weight for, like, they didn't have a teen event, uh, teen division, so I was in the heavyweights. Okay. We had a 400, uh, it was 500 for the first weight, and they added 10, 20 pounds each rep. I got
0: 500. <clears throat> How old were you? 18, 19. <laughs> I'd, I'd say that's pretty good. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'd say um, you were doing pretty well. <laughs> yeah. Being uh, nineteen and uh, heavyweight, and then you didn't even know you were squatting, and you still you still hit five hundred. I think. Yeah, I'd call that. Still
1: squatting and training, you know, but wasn't focusing on it. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I think that's a win. (laughs) That's cool. Uh, You don't see a lot of squat events in. um, Well, you see a lot of squat events at like worlds. And yeah. uh, in some of the bigger uh, pro events, but you don't see a lot of squat events in. Um,
1: in amateurs?
0: yeah, you just don't see it.
1: Uh, I think I only did two squat events, in, when I was an amateur, that first one, and then I had one where it was like a max bottom up squat. You know, you got them these like tractor tires, and you had to squat it up.
0: Oh, okay, that's cool. Yeah, where was that at? Do you remember?
1: It was, a uh, Metroflex
0: Houston. That's a, that's a cool event. Yeah. That's awesome. <clears throat> yeah. I think that's actually, um, an easier way to, to judge a squat too. Cause you either got under it and picked it up or you didn't. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, so that, that's pretty cool. Um, I know like at, uh, at worlds, um, I think they might've done it two years in a row. They did that, uh, the one with the they had those those catch deals and they squatted down. You had to touch the the sides yeah. and and come up and um, that's a decent idea. But uh, you know, a lot of people would hit uneven because mm-hmm. m- most people, you know, one one leg slightly longer or or you know, it's a lot of weight. There's a lot of things. I think it's a little uneven, and I think a lot of guys got hurt doing that event. Um, and I think it was because the weights were so wobbly because they would hit uneven and kind of you were just fighting this shaking thing and, and god who i don't remember how much it weighed it was at least 700 pounds right mm-hmm. and uh that's a lot of uh, weight to have on your back with it bouncing around <laughs> um <clears throat> yeah i think the bottoms up method's a lot a lot better method and and for one rep i think that's a lot better of a of a method so that's pretty cool i haven't i haven't seen that that's the first time i heard of that being an event
1: I think it's the first time they ever did
0: it. I, I like the uh, I like some of the old school um, squat machines they used to have, where they would like drop the kegs in and stuff.
1: Yeah, they did it this year at World Strongest Bank, too.
0: Yeah, I, I think those yeah, are. I miss uh, those. Yeah, those are cool events, and I think um, it's a lot. Uh, it's also pretty pretty easy to judge those too. I mean, just mm-hmm. the way the machines designed and stuff. That's an easy squat to judge. So those are good squad events. Plus it's cool when you have like a basket full of people or a basket full of, you know, it just looks unreal, you know, <clears throat> <laughs> that's, that's what half a strong man's about. It's just the appearance, you know, <laughs> yeah, make it look cool. Yeah. <laughs> hell yeah. Strong, man is the sport of, uh, excellent photo opportunities.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> cool. Well, hey, uh, we're about out of time. Um, I want to thank you for, uh, for taking the time out of your day and uh, talking to me here. Um, it was great getting your perspective on training and everything. Um, I hope I hope the 2019 goes great for you. I can't wait to see you at Worlds. And um, if you can, shoot me a message and keep me updated whenever you're going uh, if, to, if any other co- opportunities or competitions spring up if you're going to go out to anything else um let me know i'll keep my ear to the ground and i can see how you do
1: all right thank you john
0: yeah no problem uh enjoy the rest of your day there um this has been john the viking mauser with trey mitchell get strong or die